Welcome to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. I'm Scott, and I thank you for joining us. episode, we meet innovative percussionist and composer Brad Dutz. A veteran of the Los Angeles creative music community, Brad has collaborated with too many musicians to list. He plays a vast array of instruments and writes music that draws from every continent except, at least so far, Antarctica. He's also prolific. He's released over 40 recordings under his own name and many others in support of other musical partners. He's also contributed to TV and film music for decades. Collaboration may be Brad's superpower. He writes for ensembles of various shapes and sizes that bring his ideas to life. There are lots of duos, trios, quartets, and even a nonet and a dectet. His compositions allow plenty of space for partners to add their own distinct footprints. You cannot pigeonhole Brad Dutz into a style or genre. Chamber jazz is a term that fits a good bit of his work, but you'll also hear a stew of world music, new classical, avant-garde, and traditional jazz roots. He is often surrounded by percussion big and small in his new home studio near Portland, Oregon which is where I caught up with him.
38 years ago, I moved to L.A. wanting to be, a, you know, a full-time musician, which worked. I met enough composers, and I worked in TV and film, did a whole bunch of records, mostly commercial jazz. I was always a free-form improviser, and that was my favorite, but a composer, too. On my Bandcamp site, there's a four or five or six that are really all free-form, but the other 30 or 35 that are up there are mostly composition with a lot of improvisation inside the composition. I came from Illinois. I grew up in Illinois when I was 17. I moved to Texas to go to the, the North Texas State University, which is still, I think, the second biggest music school. And it really specialized in jazz. So after four years there, I just decided, well, I either go to New York or LA. And as a percussionist, I had a, a, a good amount of instruments. And so I knew New York would be really difficult with a car and a place even in 80, 81. So I went west because I knew more musicians on the west coast and I knew having a car and percussion instruments would be a physical nightmare more in New York. So I started on piano at, at five. My mama is still around and she was, she was a choir director. and. And then at seven, she, I, I expressed more interest in cello. And I, and I really played cello for one year. And then I got into drums uh, later, uh, eight or nine. And then I was really lucky because she found me um, a really small uh, student model marimba. So I had a really tiny marimba. This is a big one back here. This is a big five octave. But my mom got me um, a... Uh, a little two and a half octave marimba, so I was playing mallets even when I was um, um, 10 years old. In college, I got way into world music. I learned all about Cuban and African and Brazilian, Irish and Indian. Percussion is in all of those, so percussion being a very ancient instrument, you can really trace a lot of musical origins. There's percussion in all, like the oldest musics. When you think of Indian, which doesn't have any harmony really, or you think of African, which is a much more rhythmic than, than harmonic. And then all the harmony comes from Europe, which really influenced jazz. So all the deep harmony comes from really jazz mixing with classical. Percussion led me to jazz.
When I moved west, first I got on the road and I played in an R&B band and then I, I did Maynard Ferguson and for about a year. Then when I got off of that, I met some composers. When you met composers, they're the ones writing. They tell the contractors who to call. So I met a fabulous composer I still work for um, named Ron Jones and he got me on uh, the Star Trek Next Generation and then he went to DuckTales and then he went to Family Guy. So he was probably my main employer for the 38 years in LA and a great composer who kind of like me got tired of Southern California and uh, wanted to leave and that led to other composers which led to other TV and film which is always great because it pays your bills and and you got to sight read really well but musically it's not super satisfying because you're not you don't have the freedom you know you're reading me it's like being an orchestral musician problem is after a while you're missing music so i i started composing 30 years ago and that kept my brain fresh i think it kept me um improvising and creating
on my Bandcamp site, Chris Wabish and I have a whole bunch of duos together. And Chris is a great drummer who can also play marimba, steel drum, and, and vibraphone. So when I write for him and me, I can do just as much melodic as rhythmic stuff because you can all of a sudden, with percussion, leave all the rhythm and just go into melody and, and harmony. there's so many different types so there's a, a whole bunch of ways to approach it but because I'm a percussionist I think percussionists approach um, almost from rhythm rhythm first you know or, or maybe a tempo first you know and then because we're playing instruments with big keys and I play with a lot of shapes so even though I studied harmony and melody and, and rhythm, more rhythm than harmony and melody, being a percussionist, but uh, most of my composition starts maybe with the tempo. And then I think of the ensemble, the new one with, with trumpet and bass, I knew that I could pull off a trio live in my living room. And so the guy I knew really well was Paul Maggio. For 40 years I've known him, we went to school together and I know he's a great trumpet player and flugelhorn player and he can read and improvise really well so I, I had him in mind for the brand new project and then he helped me find an acoustic bass player
a lot of hand drumming on all of my records, whether it be Cuban or Brazilian or Indian or, or Irish, there's just all types of hand drums that are much older than the drum kit, you know. So the drum kit, my particular drum kit is a, is a mixture of hand drums. You can maybe see bongos here because the bongos are a hand drum from Cuba. And then my chair is a cajon from Peru. So the drum set that I use is very uh, world already. And it's only because I'm attracted more to world percussion than traditional drums. But I'm a jazzer. So I want to play ride cymbal. I want to, I study Elvin Jones and Roy Haynes, Tony Williams and Dijonette and Art Blakey. which is, I, I think, a, a good goal, yet 
you should be able to hear the groove and the jazz background and the chamber music and the 20th century classical and the world music if you listen to most of my records, I hope. I do has a big improv section within or it'll be segments of composition freeze composition free also almost every large ensemble I try to put four or five minutes of a freeform thing
Brad told me that even though the pandemic has been rough on musicians, including himself, he's responded by continuing to create, collaborate, and release new music. And he has big plans for the months ahead. The Ten Ted and the Nonet, one's um, ten technicians titled Ted, and the other's nine gardeners named Ned. This third one is, is just starting. Oliver's occasionally odd octet. It's going to be eight movements. It's just more motivation for creativity. To learn more about Brad Dutz, link to his work, and view a playlist, see the blog entry for this episode at rightbrainrecords.com blog. listening to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. You can visit us at rightbrainrecords.com. Farewell for now. Join us next time.